0: The legend of Krampus dates back to the 1600s. A large, hairy, cloven hook creature that comes in the night to punish bad children. Where does the legend of Krampus start? And what are the stories surrounding him? Hi everybody, I hope you all are doing great and welcome to our first ever Christmas holiday special. I thought it would be a perfect initiation to the Christmas holiday and first entry for Christmas to do something that everyone kind of knows, but maybe You don't know the history behind it, or the creepy stuff that is entailed with it. But today we are talking about Krampus. Krampus is a creature that I actually didn't know much about prior to this, so I assume a lot of people don't. All we know is that he is like the yin to the yang of... Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas, and I think there's a lot of confusion around what Krampus really is, like is he a demon, is he a cryptid, what is he? So I think first what we will do is jump into a story that I found that talks about Krampus and go from there. This story is called, My Real Encounter with Krampus as a Young Boy. Growing up, I never heard about anything evil when it came to Christmas. My parents always took me to see Santa every year. And I never got coal in my stockings. I believed in Santa up until about age 9. So every year, I always acted super good in the months leading up to Christmas. You know, as a kid, you want to get as many presents as possible. I still remember the excitement I would get every year. That same year, my parents worked a lot of late nights, so they would always leave me with my older sister, who was 16 at the time. I never really got along with her. Until now, as we're adults, that we don't live with each other, but my sister was especially mean that year, inviting her boyfriend over some nights. I would threaten to tell mom if she brought him over again, and my kid mind would make other ridiculous threats, such as the fact that I would tell Santa so he could put coal in her stocking because she wasn't following the rules. One day, she had had enough of my bickering and retaliated. She started out with... You know, what's even worse than getting coal in your stocking? Of course, me being a curious little boy, I pressed for more information. What's worse, I would ask with a tough little attitude. Then she said it. Krampus. I remember the nerve it struck when she said that name. Of course, I didn't know who or what Krampus was, but it sounded bad. "'What's Krampus?' I probed. I can still see her evil grin ingrained in my memory when she told me. "'You know Santa isn't real, right?' I always had a sneaking suspicion, but of course I asked, "'What do you mean? Don't pretend you don't know. Mom and Dad buy all your gifts, and the guy you go see at the mall you call Santa is just a man in a beard doing a job.' I wasn't really that surprised." This just confirmed my skepticism of Santa. But do you know what is real? She continued. Krampus, the evil spirit that comes and takes little boys like you to the underworld. My impressionable mind believed every word she said, and I was terrified. He comes and takes little boys that tattle. All you need to do is tattle three times during the Christmas season. Krampus, the Christmas demon, comes and gets you. Her twisted little mind even brought up two other times I snitched on her for something stupid within the past week. This alone freaked me out. Because one week later I tattled on her for eating my pop tart off my plate, and after I tattled I thought about what she told me the week before. The true legend states that Krampus comes to punish children who misbehave. So my sister had twisted this story in her favor. Anyway. Here's when things got weird. This was the same year I realized I was attracted to women. I was in my parents' room one night when they were gone. I was looking for batteries for my RC car, then went snooping through drawers. Lo and behold, I found my dad's Playboy stash. I looked through that thing for a good half hour before putting it back. This was a busy Christmas season. The same year, I realized Santa wasn't real was the same year I discovered Woman. At that point, nothing had happened with Krampus, so I chalked that story to my sister trying to scare me. But I think looking at that magazine was a big mistake. And to this day, the reason why I got a visit, it was that same night, if I'm not mistaken, Christmas Christmas was just days away. I woke up in the middle of the night, extremely thirsty. The house was pitch black, except for an overhanging microwave light in the kitchen. I got my water and headed back towards my room. It was at that moment when I heard a noise on the roof. I remember thinking if I was second-guessing myself about Santa being real or not. I whispered to myself, Santa? I walked towards the window and saw what I thought was a deer outside the window. I thought maybe the noise came from the deck and not the roof. Maybe the deer had walked on the deck and jumped into the yard, but I took a closer look and realized I may not be looking at a deer. It turned around, revealing its really large body, glowing red eyes. Antlers were not antlers. but horns. I remember thinking that it looked like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. I was frozen in fear as I saw the creature start walking towards me. Welock gazes, then he smiled. His razor sharp teeth smile. Then he jumped straight up out of sight like he jumped straight into the sky and into thin hair. I immediately ran into my sister's room. I shook her awake in a state of fear and explained I saw Krampus. It was then through her groggy tiredness that she admitted she made it all up. She got up and walked me back to my room. She flipped the light on and gave me a shocked look. I looked back at her. What? What the hell is this? She leaned towards my bed and picked up a magazine. It was the Playboy magazine. I was shocked. I didn't know what to say. I mean, I was just baffled, and all I managed to speak out was, That's Dad's? (laughs) Of course it's Dad's, you freak, she replied. I tried to convince her that I didn't know how it got there, but she didn't believe a word I said. Just then, she stopped me. If I catch you with this thing again, I'm going straight to mom and dad. I just looked down and agreed. Okay. Luckily, my sister was cool with it. To this day, I've never figured out how that magazine got there or what that creature was that I saw outside. All I can say is that it's very possible I saw the real Krampus that night and I was being warned for misbehaving. My sister and I have never spoken again about that night. I'm honestly too afraid to bring it up. Hopefully, I will never have another encounter with Krampus. All right, Eerie Tribe. I'm so excited to talk about today's sponsor, Audible. Audible is... (laughs) I can honestly say that I use Audible on a daily level. I read a lot, but sometimes I don't have time to just read or maybe I'm, you know, hitting the hay and I need to put the book down and just listen for a little bit. New members can actually try Audible for free for 30 days using our link. As an Audible member, you can choose one title per month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. You can find some $50 audiobooks and get them super cheap by just having this Audible membership. There's so many Audible exclusives as well, that you can only listen to on Audible. You'll discover exclusive Audible originals from top celebrities, renowned experts, and exciting new voices in audio, which I might be one of those soon. But for real, anything you're interested in, you can find it on Audible. There's so much on Audible that you can check out. If you visit audibletrial.com slash Pod, You can get one free month and one free book that you get to keep forever. So check it out, guys. Strongly recommend it. All right, so that was an awesome story, guys. I really liked that one. I, as a kid, would be super confused by all of that that happened. So that story really highlights, like, what Krampus is, but we're still going to go through what Krampus is and like the history behind him and, you know, the folklore behind him. So Krampus really originates generally from Slavic and Austrian celebrations. There are winter festivals in the Alpine regions of Austria, Hungary, Germany, and Italy, and some other places as well that feature Krampus. So in a lot of the folklore, Krampus actually was a category. Krampus was originally like a type of monster, not just one individual creature. The word Krampus means claw or kyla. There's also a a variant word for something lifeless and dried out, krampin. And there's a few other regional variations like kramperel, a krampel, Krabov, a tooth. Krampus is described as a half-goat, half-demon. Krampus are fanged with cloven feet. They have pointy tongues. The oldest and most traditional versions have Not just one set of horns, but multiple sets. They also carry around a pitchfork and a basket. And the basket is actually used to collect children in. (laughs) And they always have a switch in their hand. And usually that switch is made of birch branches. So they use that switch to beat young children. He (laughs) doles out punishments to the children that behave. Or children that misbehave. Imagine if a creature beat children that behave. (laughs) So Krampus came alongside St. Nicholas in the Alpine folklore, and it was kind of used like the boogeyman, like the boogeyman, and we'll talk about the boogeyman at some point here too, but it was to keep kids in line. And it was more so originally because Food could get scarce, and children had to help out with collecting and gathering food. And you know kids, like, sometimes their attention isn't the greatest, so they, you know, would get a little off off the workhorse, which sounds horrible now, it's like child labor, but kids don't have the best attention. So this was kind of doled out as a way of scaring kids into doing what the parents wanted them to do. So nice children got presents from St. Nicholas and naughty children got a spanking with this birch stick (laughs) that this, you know, creature has, or they potentially got worse depending on how bad they were. So if a kid was really bad, they were shackled and tossed into the monster's basket, and guess where they would bring these... Horrible children to the depths of hell. That's right. Or they would be taken and eaten by the Krampus. Throughout all of the folklore of the Krampus, St. Nicholas is kind of interwoven. There's some versions of Krampus, like regional variants, that kind of have different origins for how the two are associated. But there's some history that shows that Krampus was connected to Satan. And there's evidence in some plays and some writings that were found throughout between the 1600s and 1900s. So in the Alpine region, there's a kind of a celebratory festival called Krampslauf or the Krampus Run. And it's a time where everyone just gets drunk and people dress like Krampus and walk the streets. And they just scare people. And they pick people to just chase down. <laughs> it's it's funny and creepy at the same time. It's like a Halloween type thing, but it's not. Um, it's to celebrate holiday. So in the history of this, in some regions, there would be Krampus troops that would walk the streets in between the time of November and Christmas. And there would be several people in these you know troops and for these people it's considered like an honor to be able to dress this way and put on these horns they would also sometimes wear fake beards dress in dark clothing and wear wooden masks and long fur coats and there'd be bells in some of them and always a switch in their hand (laughs) the more religious areas there was horns to highlight the evil nature of the krampus krampus masks were called larvin from which derives from the latin word larva that means both mask and ghost and these i will have a photo of this these masks on the instagram but the masks would also feature like huge mouths and they were like really ugly they were very scary looking. And they would take animal horns from any type of horned animal and put them on there. So it wasn't always the same. In these areas, the wood carvers who made these masks were highly respected. So later in the 1900s, the Krampus tradition kind of, instead of being interwoven with St. Nicholas, became interwoven with Santa Claus. And that's how it kind of is today. One cool random fact that I found was that the Nazi party published writings about Krampus, that it wasn't Christian and that it was to be banned for its pagan roots. And personally, anything that Nazis hated, I personally feel like we should support. (laughs) because Nazis suck. So there's some documents that show in the 17th and 18th century, that some religious entities tried to ban the Krampus tradition with no success. The bans themselves were not about Krampus the monster itself. They were more aimed towards the pagan tradition of it. In the 19th century, the tradition of Krampus kind of dwindled down and only, like, small numbers of areas still participated in Austrian and German towns. In 1867, there were postcards that were created in Austria, and these postcards became really po- really popular for those who could afford them, especially for those who came from rural areas in Austria and Germany. Most of these postcards, and I will post a photo of this as well. Most of these postcards showed the monster punishing children with his switch. Sometimes had semi-naked woman on them. And there's some <laughs> superstition that because of the woman maybe, that parts of Austria kids have been told that Krampus's switch brings fertility. <laughs> so if they got hit or if they were bad, it would bring fertility. Late, later on in life, so in the twentieth century, the Krampus popularity kind of dwindled because of socialism and the Nazi Party. But in the later part of the twentieth century, Krampus came back and since the turn of and since the beginning of the twenty first century, Krampus events have become even larger and more numerous across the whole globe, not just over in Europe. This is thought to be because of the commercialism of Christmas, it's kind of like a a, a a fuck you to the commercialism of all of Christmas. The internet kind of helped with that too, because some of these cards that were made in the 19th century just kind of renewed the interest. There was a show in Scooby-Doo where, in 2012, where the Scoobies focused on Krampus, and then there was a book called Krampus the Yule Lord by Gerald Brom that also increased the popularity of Krampus. And this, though, I will say, connected him to like a really false backstory of Nordic mythology and made him an enemy of Santa Claus. In 2010, there were some horror films that came out and they furthered the popularity of Krampus. In 2015, a film came out That depicted Krampus coming down the chimney, wearing a Santa suit, and just fucking killing everybody. (laughs) So, Krampus is pretty cool. And I honestly, myself, would love to celebrate Krampus versus (laughs) Christmas and Santa Claus. I mean, I still want to celebrate Christmas, but I prefer utilizing Krampus as the, you know, totem. He just seems pretty cool. And you know, no one likes, you know, misbehaving children. <laughs> <clears throat> so if any of you at any point are, you know, parents and you decide to dress up like Krampus and scare the shit out of each children, please send me a video. I would love to see it. <laughs> I love children. I'm not saying I hate children or anything. It would just, I just think it's funny to scare people. Um, but... Yeah, super freaking cool. The history behind Krampus is really cool, and it's interesting how something that kind of died off became so popular again. It's so, so cool. I hope you liked this episode. It was a shorter one, but it gave you guys a little bit of information around Krampus and the history of him and whatnot, and also gave you a story that kind of gave you a picture of what Krampus is. I know, for me, I would... I almost just said I would love to be beaten by a stick by some hairy-horned animal. (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, Anyway, I would love to see more about Krampus and, like, see more, like, pop culture of him. Like, if, if there's, like, a Christmas movie regarding krampus that was a little less i don't know stupid because i did see a couple of uh, films that were made and they weren't that great to be honest with you but still worth a watch still definitely worth a watch because it's cool but i would love to see an actual good film about krampus being evil and fucking shit up but all right well let me know what you thought of this episode and if you guys have any recommendations on what you want to see next let me know to shoot an email to info at theeeriepodcast.com. Or you can even send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Whichever works for you, dude. Remember, our Facebook is facebook.com slash podcast. Our Instagram is instagram.com slash podcast. And if you have any ghost stories, remember, we're doing that regularly now. And we're also going to do like short true crime stories as well. So send your stuff in. If you have any stories, just make sure to give enough information for me to actually share it. Like, talk a little bit about yourself. You can let me know your name or you can use a fake name. I want to hear what you guys have to say. So, next week we will have a little New Year's story surprise, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we will. And we'll also have the part two of the Cleveland Three series. So, stay tuned and make sure, whatever podcast platform you listen on, hit that follow button. And if you have a chance today, Go check out our sponsor, Audible. All right. I will see you later this week. And, oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. No, it would be really cute if Krampus wore, like, bows on his horns. <laughs> like, cute little pink bows. And, like, some, like, press-on nails. Like, <laughs> like really long press-on nails. <laughs> and some, like, high heels. I think that would be funny. The shit I think of. All right, bye.